Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Nerds Talk Movies. Yes, that's right. Your ears are not deceiving you. Tis I, Tristan Bins, hosting today, joined by my pal in the Speed Force. You know, my the 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 Kid Flash to my Flash, if you will, Mr. Drew Alexander. Drew, how you doing? I am a full-fledged Flash, thank you very much. I very much earned this at that point. I mean, fair, but, you know, I feel like for the uninitiated, just saying the Flash to my Flash might confuse people. You know, how about this? How about this? How about this? The the Max Mercury to my Johnny Quick. Ooh, I like that. There we go. That's a, that's a reference to Flash characters that we don't get in this Flash movie that we're talking about today. Such sad. Such sad. Big sad. But... That's right, we are indeed today talking about The Flash. It's been a long time coming. Uh, Nine years, some have said, uh, if they looked at the calendar. And even just since we've been talking about it on this podcast, it has felt like nine years. So, before we get too deep into it, because obviously we're going to have things to say, uh, let's just go ahead and get in a little brief synopsis by MDB. Let's see if it's accurate, because as we like to point out, they are... So very rarely. (laughs) Barry Allen uses his super speed to change the past, but his attempt to save his family creates a world without superheroes, forcing him to race for his life in order to save the future. That is actually, you know, that's fine. All right. That's that's like what you would see on uh, on the Netflix, you know, the the, the screen, you know, the the little thumbnail. So I can yeah, to keep all the twists and turns hidden. Yeah, I can I can accept that one. I can I can live with that now. Also, coming from IMDb, we got the, you know, main cast, we got the director, we got the writer credits, all that jazz. So, directed by Andy Muschietti, screenplay by Christina Hodson and Joby Harold. Uh, now, we've also got a shout-out, the classic creators, uh, combo creators who created the characters that this film is about. See, this one always gets me when we get characters who change from the Golden Age to the Silver Age. Yeah. It's like, do we talk about the Golden Age? creators or do we talk about the silver age well creators? and i'll i'll did i'll go ahead and start the surprising amount of props uh early for this movie they do say they do credit both versions of the creators of the flash they do credit the yeah it's in the the final you know the the visualized credit sequence like with the dog falling or whatever um it does say like you know flash created by gardner fox and harry lampert and then barry allen version created by rob kaneider and carmine infantino so i thought that was very cool yeah yeah so shout out uh shout out them then obviously you got batman created by bob kane and bill finger you know shout out to uh shout out mainly shout out to bill finger like yeah sure shout out to bob kane but he's got gotten so much credit you know over the years uh, Bill Finger just got shafted, so we're gonna, you know, what? let me switch around. Shout out to Bill Finger and Bob Kane. From now on, <laughs> this is a Nerds Talk movie rules. Bill Finger gets gets top billing when it comes to Batman. Can we agree on that? Can we make that a rule? I can agree on that. Okay, and also shout out to Otto Bender and Al Pastino who created Supergirl. So one of my favorite comic book characters. Thank you guys so much. And then tell you what, she sure showed up in this movie. But before oh, we get into yeah. that, we got to get into the rest of the cast. So we got Ezra Miller as Barry Allen and the Flash, and then oh. also Barry Allen and also Dark Flash. We got Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne Batman. We got Sasha Kaye returning as yeah, yeah. You could say that Batman returns in this <laughs> make, that, make that argument we got sasha kaye as kara and supergirl we got ben affleck also as bruce wayne batman what is this uh, uh multiverse of batness oh uh considering the ending yes uh, we'll get we'll get to that we will get to that and we also got gal gadot with a cameo as diana prince and wonder woman uh you know so this might be the last time we see ben affleck and gal gadot uh in these yeah. roles and you know what I kind of hope so, but we'll get into, wait, this, I hope this is the last time we see a lot of people in these roles. I'm just going to put that out there before we go any further. Yeah, it's it's sad because they didn't really get to show off what their acting chops to make the characters great due to the constant reshuffling of the DCEU, but at the same time, they've suffered enough. They've suffered, it's, and, and we have suffered enough, and I say that as someone who has enjoyed them. Just this, it's just been a tumultuous ride. I would just like some 
some consistency. But speaking of a tumultuous ride, uh, we don't really have to get into too much of a prelude this week. Because, you know, as I mentioned, it feels like we've been talking about this on this show for nine years. And this movie's production history, in a word, could be described as tumultuous. With all the various, you know, directors they've hired and fired. All the various regimes that, you know, this this movie's been made under. Uh, and now that we're... Seems like we're getting a reset with James Gunn and Peter Safran. Uh, it seems like, you know, maybe we're finally gonna... Finally gonna rest... Uh, Rest easy, or at least rest without being incredibly stressed over how these movies are going to be received. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, you know, and and one of the main things, you know, production issues aside, one of the main things that has been so, we'll say, problematic for this uh, movie's production history is Ezra Miller. And, you know, we've talked about Ezra Miller countless times on the podcast before, so we don't really have to go into listing everything that they've everything that they've done because we'd be here for a minute and it's also just like beating a dead horse so yeah it's like you guys have you got you guys have google just look it up if you're really interested or better yet why don't you go and check out some of our other episodes where we talk about it we and we have talked about it ad nauseum a lot of jokes saying maybe ezra miller should be playing the reverse flash uh but hint hint you know, kind it's, of uh, funny. <laughs> i mean you know it does kind of does kind of we, we were predicting the future here uh well <laughs> yeah should have been playing the dark flash but anyway, for the rest of this podcast, when we talk about them, we will just be talking about their performance. So, without any further ado, without any uh, more nine years, near decade-long preamble, let's get into the comic connections. Drew, you're a, you're a big Flash guy. I'll let you go first. This feels like it takes, it takes the thing from both Flashpoint comics, because yes, there are two of them. Uh, Are either of them good? I like both of them. I like the earlier Flashpoint one, the one that deals with the sort of reshuffling of Barry's origin, the one that the Flash TV series should have done, but whatever. Oh, you mean Flash uh, Rebirth? Uh, no, not Flash. Not Flash Rebirth. Like the Flashpoint storyline. That was the one that it was revealed that Zo- that Zoom uh killed Bar- that zoom was the origin of barry's mother's death like that yeah was that like- was flash rebirth when he came back after final crisis it was flash rebirth by jeff johnson ethan van skyver i've got it on my shelf right here huh it's been a long time since i read it but i was sure that that was the first flashpoint no huh. it's i mean it's it's called that's why in flashpoint barry goes back to stop his mom from getting killed because like oh it shouldn't be yeah. this way it's not just the regular Oh, you know, Barry's fucking up the timeline because he's just being selfish. It's like, no, history was changed. Like, this this is more valid than just Batman being sad and going back and trying to stop his parents from getting killed. It's like, no, this isn't the way it should be. Okay, so my mistake on that. But this is, yeah, Flash Rebirth and Flashpoint. More of Flashpoint because, well, it's the name of the movie, duh. This movie's named Flashpoint? Uh, well, it's named The Flash, but it was originally named Flashpoint. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that. that's one of the things that has not really gotten through my head, even though I've watched the movie. It's like, in my head, this is still the Flashpoint movie. How many, have you seen the movie just the once, or have you seen it multiple times? I've only seen this movie once. Mm, I've seen it twice, and I understand wanting to call it Flashpoint after watching it twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So anyway, um, those are the two most prominent ones. I guess you can technically... There's an Elseworlds story that sort of goes with uh, Kara's story, but I don't remember what the name is. So Tristan, if you can get me on that one. I mean, they're pretty much just riffing on uh, Superman's role in the Flashpoint comic and just replacing him with Supergirl, like being captured by a government group, like being kept in isolation for years, being all sickly and having Flash and Batman rescue him. Yeah, I'm trying to just give more than just two uh, comic connections, because really those are the only two I feel like this story actually took inspiration from. I was about to say, if you want more comic connections, take it up with the creators of this movie, because it seems like they've read the one Flash comic, which is Flashpoint. And I say that <sighs> someone enjoyed the movie, but this is... it. We'll get, we'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it when we get to it, but those are my comic connections. Tristan, do you have any extra? Uh, I mean, just aside from random little, uh, things in the background, like the comic shop outside of, uh, Barry's Place's Wiz Comics, which, if I'm not mistaken, isn't that where Captain Marvel first appeared? 
well, yes, now Shazam, but yeah, this is where uh, Cad Morrill first appeared. Um, and oh, the the beginning, they're chasing Alberto Falcone, you know, so that's he's a big character uh, in in the long Halloween storyline for Batman. That's fun. Um, no, otherwise it is a pretty. If anything, this is more like what other DC movie connections are there. I think that's the bigger thing. Yeah. We'll we'll get to those as they as they appear. But <laughs> Oh, we'll get to those. We'll get to those. I... But Drew what what are your general thoughts on the movie? What do you how how do you feel now that the Flash is finally out? Well, after after watching the movie, dissecting it and stuff, I think it is okay. It's not something that's great it's not something that's terrible like people are saying it's okay like i like i like uh what they try to do in the movie and everything i like the idea of an experienced flash mentoring an inexperienced flash i kind of saw the uh twist coming way way before um it happened because like oh they're not gonna introduce the reverse flash this way that's kind of under anticlimactic and stuff and it's like needs more gravitas so when I saw the speedster coming through, I was like, that's Barry. Which is, yeah, a little spoiler, but hey, we're this is a spoiler talk. I mean, this is a spoiler talk. Like, you know, y- y'all know yeah. the vibes. Y'all know what we're about. Yeah, so it's like I saw it's like I saw the twist coming, and uh it was and uh, it didn't hamper my um my enjoyment of the movie, because I like this movie is still enjoyable. It's just there's so much that it feels like was either rushed or maybe like people just quit or like they just didn't have enough money to finish some stuff that you can see throughout the entire movie. It's kind of sad, but it's also like, well, a lot of it I know is supposed to be intentional. Like, I mean, sure. That does sound like a cop out. Uh, cause Andy Muschietti said that. And for some of that, yeah, it does sound like a cop out, but for other instances, it's like, okay, I, it does look wonky. I see what they were going for. I also see why it doesn't sit right with other people, but it's like, okay, yeah, sure. That, that, yeah, that tracks. Yeah, it's also a bit weird because as someone who did watch like the final episode of the Flash TV series, and and was like, okay, let's see, uh, let's watch this movie and everything. It feels weird that it, the effects kind of feel like they belong in the Flash TV series, and that the Flash TV series are just a little bit more aesthetic to me, not like better, but just aesthetic. There's a certain, I mean, they're both consistent in their own specific styles. I do think it does come down to a a level of taste because even with these effects looking wonkier, like it's clear that there was a budget here. So I can't even say like, oh, it looks like CW had a better budget because it doesn't. But I guess that this style is consistent in its wonkiness. But I guess the style of like the CW show was just more consistent with the overall like rest of the visual language and visual tone of the show you know like yeah with this outside of the the speed force scenes and like when he's running and whatnot like this would be shot the way it's shot you're like and the color and when you're like okay this is in the rest of the dc universe like this is consistent with what we've seen and then you get the speed stuff you're like well this feels like a totally different like what? Like, this does not look like anything we've seen before. Which, yeah. it was definitely going for. And I personally did enjoy it, so I'm not knocking it. I'm just trying to, you know. Yeah, it's a very creative idea. I like the um, idea that they have for the Speed Force. Yeah. Uh, so in that sense, yeah, I do, I can, I can see, I can see what you're, what you're saying there. Yeah. What about you? What did you, what are your general thoughts? I liked this way more than I thought I would. Uh, we've talked about it for a while now, obviously, but even just talking about how so many people are acting like it's the greatest thing since sliced bread, like before it came out, you know, you got apparently Tom Cruise is like, oh, this is <laughs> great. James Gunn was one of the best movies ever. Like people saying, oh, best DC movie since the Dark Knight. And then it's, you know, it comes out, people see advanced screenings and you have people start to say, this is the fucking worst thing I've ever seen. This is worse than like Batman and Robin. It's like on the level of Green Lantern. Like, this is just awful. This is just, you should be stoned in the streets if you like this movie. And like you, I'm like, it's no, like it's neither of those things. It's, it's, Hmm. it's solid. I enjoy it. Like it's probably 
higher up on the DCEU rankings for me just because a few small things. I don't think it's a bad movie. I think there are definitely questionable aspects of it. I think there are things that people have valid criticism of, and I think there are, you know, a few plot holes. But some of those plot holes are just the type of things that you run into with any sort of time travel story, so I can't even fully fault it for uh, for that. Um, it is more of a Flash movie than I expected it to be, just based on, I mean, we, I was just giving it shit, saying, oh, it seems like there were two Flash stories, which... You know, they, this is a, I don't love Flashpoint. Um, I think it's the most overhyped Flash story. I think Flash has so much more cool shit. Well, specifically Wally West. Barry Allen has cool shit through the lens of Wally West. I guess the reason, you know, in general, I guess the reason why so many people latched onto Flashpoint is because it's probably the major thing that Barry Allen has done aside from Sacrifice His Wife. You know, well, that and the- and, yeah, and that and uh, also it it is like the thing that reset the DC universe wasn't yeah. supposed to originally, but it did. Yeah, and so in that sense, I get why it's a well they keep going back to. I hope this puts the nail in that coffin. Like, I hope we don't have to do this anymore because I'm I'm really over it. Uh, but and let Barry explore the for and let Barry explore the forces. It's like that's at least one thing that uh, Barry has over uh, Wally. See, I don't even like I don't even like the forces crap. I'm like that's dumb. I don't like the other forces either because there should not be a strength force. There should not be a sage sage force, and especially like with characters like Superman and these all these super strength characters, and none of them are are strength force users. Yeah, John Jones is like the most powerful telepath in the DC universe. He's not a sage force user. Kind of yeah, weird. No, so it it adds a lot more plot holes than it fixes. Yeah, but I just want, but it's like it's the only thing Barry has besides like being an explorer of the multiverse, which I think Barry actually could do very well. Yeah, now that if they want to do that, that would be cool. I'd be down. But anyway, getting back to this specific adaptation of Flashpoint, um, this does feel more like a Flash movie than I was expecting. Um, I know with a lot of the way this movie was marketed, people were like, is this going to be a Flash movie or did it? Did they just really want to make a Batman movie and also they stuck Supergirl in it? And I do think a lot of the marketing was leaning heavily on Michael Keaton's return for a number of reasons. A, you know, for that nostalgia factor and B, because of the various controversies with Ezra Miller, they probably didn't want to highlight, you know, uh, highlight them too much. But I was pleasantly surprised with the amount of actual character work and depth that we do get with Barry in this, not just because of, you know, the way it was advertised and the fears that it would be just a Batman movie, but also just with this portrayal that we've seen of Barry Allen so far in the DCEU. Like, we've talked about it. It hasn't necessarily been my favorite, but, you know, I was mm-hmm. I was willing to give them a shot in this. And I'd say, you know they pleasantly surprised me really the whole cast i i you know i i enjoyed and i think that really lent itself to making to to elevating this movie on its own because if the performance were as wonky performances were as wonky as some of the vigils and the story beats if they weren't 100 percent like earnest uh, and and heartfelt with everything they were going for aside from you know some of the questionable uh, cameos then this movie wouldn't be as entertaining as this like it this don't get me wrong this is nowhere near one of the best superhero movies ever made but it's it's an entertaining time like it's like if i'm flipping through the channels and this pops up on fx one afternoon i'll i'll sit through the commercials you know <laughs> I I will say like one the one of the things that did like drop this movie for me is the way that the Flash moves. It's always been my thing with how Ezra Miller moves as the Flash. Mm-hmm. It's just it's weird. Yeah, it's it's, it's very weird. weird. And they see they did seem aware of that in this. They did tone down the. I mean, there's still a certain flowiness, like a certain fluidity to the way they move. Uh, but it did feel like toned down in this, and it does seem like they're aware of it, because, you know, in the bit where Barry loses his powers, they do make fun of it, like the way he runs. And then you yeah. have 2013 Barry running normally, so it does seem like the, that is that criticism didn't go unheard. So those are our general thoughts, and I feel like we're kind of moving into talking about the standout performances, uh, specifically with Ezra Miller. Uh, before we get into the rest of the cast, Drew, I do, I am curious, like, how did you feel about 
Ezra's performance because I know that's been the subject of some controversy, obviously. I'm not going to like knock him. You guys know me. It's like I will say if a person did if a if a person did good and I will still call them a piece of shit. AKA, AKA Joss Whedon. Yeah. Yeah. So, like they did good. Uh like when they were um talking with each other, it's like you see the different experiences of the different berries and they do a pretty good they do a pretty good job of keeping the, of uh keeping them different. Uh, younger Barry is more relaxed. He has actually grown up with his mom, and is generally just interest and is generally just like uh, more chillax and everything. But he also has more to lose, which is why his story goes the way it does. While older Barry hasn't grown up with his mom, and he's learned responsibility a lot more because he's had he's already lost a lot of stuff, and he knows um what it's like to lose. He's even failed at being a superhero his mm-hmm. first time out wasn't able to save the dad. It's like, I, I love the dichotomy they give to the yeah. two berries. Well, it's, and it's not even just the dichotomy of their different experiences, like one growing up with the mom, one growing up without. Like, it's also just age, too. Like, there's yeah. a certain maturity that's just natural for the berry we're used to. Because the berry's 10 years older, you know, when, when he goes back to see his past self. So that also is a very interesting dynamic. Yeah. Although one thing that does get me that does get me a little bit co- um confused is like when um Barry is going and talking with him is like all this uh speedster stuff and everything and he's trying to explain it to his younger self and everything. It's like the one thing I just don't get is how ba- is how um Barry is able to like look around the room, notice notice all this uh notice all this different stuff and he's like he's not able to recognize that his younger self would wouldn't have his maturity because he just hasn't gone through the same stuff he hasn't had the um trauma that he's been through it's like i feel like that's a blow to barry's intelligence yeah but i mean barry is is mm, barry's very smart in this but he's also an idiot like i mean him changing the past in general it's like okay clearly he's not thinking on an intellectual level here. And yeah, that was, I felt like it was like, just like the comic book Barry, that was a more emotional decision. It's like, yeah. And even like, then um, in the, in the comic, it felt less, I mean, you know, I don't always want to compare the comics to, to the movies and whatnot. And I've already said, I'm not the biggest fan of the comic adaptation, but even, I mean, of the original comic, but even in that comic, that decision to go back and change the past felt I mean, not necessarily more organic, but I've, I'm personally able to give it more of a pass in the comic because it is that thing of, A, he knows that his mother was originally supposed to live. Like, he knows he lived a life where his mother was there, and it was only because of the interference of his enemy that he made that the past was changed. And yeah. B, it was just, I guess, a quote-unquote interesting concept, and they needed to reboot the DC universe, so... <laughs> whatever which you know they are using this to reboot the dc universe now i guess so i guess i can give that a pass but this is a younger barry than the one who would have changed the past in the comics like he has less experience with the dangers of time travel in general because you gotta think this is like the only only the this i guess second third we see the second time he's ever time traveled in this movie like when he's running away from his house right like he's not necessarily full up of information on, hey, this is how this would affect things. Like this is the the divergent paths it would create. So yeah, when he's faced with that new reality and he's dealing with his younger self, like I don't necessarily blame him too much for being a little bit harder on his younger self than maybe should be. Like obviously he's he's in over his head. Like he's lost his powers. Like he doesn't know how he's gonna get back. He's I think he's taking out a lot of his frustration on himself, on his younger self, you know? That makes like, sense. Because think about it in your perspective. If you go to another timeline and there's a younger you and he's being really annoying, A, you remember how you were at that age, so you're probably going to be annoyed by them. And B, 
you might not even necessarily think of it as, oh, man, like, this is a younger version of myself. It's just like, why am I doing this? Like, it, it's a literal externalization of your inner monologue that whenever, like, you're upset with yourself. So I think that's part of it. Oh, okay. Anywho, other standout performances, aside from Ezra Miller. What are your, what are your, how, how do you feel? Uh, so Michael Keaton, obviously, uh, he really, like, plays as Bruce Wayne well, and this is a very different style of Bruce Wayne than the other Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I could say Bruce Wayne because it feels like Bruce Wayne and Batman aren't two different people with this adaptation. It's like Bruce, e- Bruce and Batman are the same person, if that makes any sense to like the non-Batman fans in the audience. Because uh, at times it feels like there's, there's supposed to be two different people, especially in the comics. I get that it hasn't been a thing in the DCEU because it's like they're definitely the same person. Uh, but with uh, with Michael Keaton, it feels like this is a Batman that just doesn't have anything left to do. It's like he accomplished his goal. He's made Gotham better, which honestly, glad that there's a technical happily ever after. Sad that Alfred's not a part of it. Oh, I mean, th- th- it is sad, but also, yeah, thank even in the old Michael Keaton bad movies, that Alfred was old as shit. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm willing to bet he just died of natural causes. Like, I don't think he got like murdered or whatever. Oh yeah, like, I, oh, I didn't think man, so. You know, that, that's just yeah, I didn't think so. Mind. It doesn't seem like it was a traumatic loss to Alfred. It was more of oh, it was just his time. So that's one thing. Uh, I also like, dang it, how do you spell? How do you do her last name? Sasha as a uh, Supergirl. I assume it's Kaya, like Street. Kaya, like Spanish for okay. Street. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's Kaya. Okay, well, I'm going to go with Kaya. Sasha Kaya is great as Supergirl, in my she opinion. Is. This is a, this is a, um, this is more like New 52 Supergirl, who is more angry and everything, and definitely deserves to be after being locked up. For yeah, under, understandably years. so. She's had a, she's had a rough go of it. Yeah, but I, but I also like how she, like, takes notice of Barry trying to, like, be there for her, um, both Barry's. Okay, I'm gonna call. So I'm gonna call like uh, past Barry, Barry, and I'm gonna call future Barry Flash. That's fair. Uh, so yeah, I like the uh, I like the how she cares for um, Flash and how uh, she really is. Like you see her going through her small little arc. It's quick because like they don't have a lot of time left in the movie. Yeah, by the time but, she's like in the fray, it's like all right, we're ramping up to the the third act here. Yeah, but it's like you get, but it's like you understand her thought process and everything. It's like she might not, um, she might not care for the human race, but Zod needs to be taken down. Yeah, and and she does show to care for the Flash and everything. It's like she's not she's not heartless, and she understands, um, and she understands connections and stuff, which yeah. is really which is really good. That's one of the things about Kara that makes her so unique and i can't wait for a woman of tomorrow for one of tomorrow. i really i really hope they bring back sasha kai for woman of tomorrow honestly uh, yeah it's like i don't even i don't need the i don't need the blonde hair it's like i was that was initially my only complaint with it it's like okay supergirl is blonde though can't you like give her a wig and i'm like i don't really care in this version it's like i like her like this uh yeah and besides besides that um there aren't really a lot of standout performances for me it's like gal gadot basically just has a small little um cameo basically as wonder woman mm-hmm. uh ben A- ben affleck is a good batman but i feel like also that this is a batman that they like to just disrespect on well i don't know i mean um, I, I i i thought ben affleck's batman is maybe his the, the second best i've i've seen from i mean he was doing very batman-y comic book stuff at the beginning Either way, I enjoyed Ben Affleck in this. I thought his action was great. I loved his, like, his last little heart-to-heart with Baron. Like, yeah, this is peak Batman. Like, he's like, these scars are what define us. Like, there's nothing broken with you that need to be fixed. Which I thought was a nice echo of um, Zack Snyder's Justice League when Cyborg has his moment of, like, I'm not broken and I'm, I'm not alone. I enjoyed that. Um, but otherwise, yeah. yeah, I agree with you on all the performances. Like, really, I mean, it's, you know, we normally talk about standout performances, but really this movie has Barry, Michael Keaton, Batman, Sasha Kaye, and then Barry's mom. I'd say those are the main, which I don't know why yeah. Barry's mother was, was not credited. Let me, let me, let me look up the name for, uh, 
very spare. Go, go ahead, because also... I do want to say one thing about uh, the Ben Affleck Batman mm-hmm. and how sad it is that it's gone. Because I like, like I know people don't like the uh, Josh, Ke- like the Josh Whedon, uh, Joss, the Justice League, mm-hmm. but um. I do. I did always enjoy the fact that Batman was sort of like a mentor to Barry. It's like, hey, only save what, only save one. It's like he tells Barry to just save one, knowing that Barry's a good enough kid. He's not gonna stop at one. It it smacked of Iron Man and Spider Man in the MCU for me. I didn't love that. Mm. Uh, I, but yeah, for for also shout out we didn't even mention michael shannon as general zod uh he was there for oh, the yeah. paycheck he admitted he was there for the paycheck and i respect it get your bag king uh ron livingston as henry allen he was solid uh mary bell verdu as nora allen she was great she was just real yes good. and also shout out to kiersey clemens as iris west one decision that was not very popular is the use of cgi to recreate some dead actors for cameos uh yeah. how, you, how, you, how you feeling about that bit okay so my whole thing with like the whole cgi recreating dead actors thing i'm not a, entirely a fan it feels ineloquent to take their likeness and stuff and i would feel like if there was like maybe like someone from like their household or whatever or people who were close to them says yeah i think they would like that then okay but i just don't like it. I don't like it when we were puppeting around old footage for Carrie Fisher in the Star Wars. I don't like. I don't. Re- I really don't like it unless like they unless like someone like signed a waiver or something that says, "Hey, um, they would have wanted to do this," or like the actor said, "I wouldn't mind them doing it in the future." It's just. It just feels wrong. I I think that there's a lot of layers to this. Like obviously, it's a whole sticky ethical thing. I think. In general, I don't, I don't think the George Reeves Superman cameo like that that was inappropriate because dude died in a state of depression. Like, pretty sure he committed suicide because his career was in a slump from being typecast as Superman. So, like, even dead, he can't get out of it. Like that, that's fucked up. Yeah, There's no way, no way around that. Um, with the Christopher Reeve cameo, which I know a lot of people were up in arms about, uh, I do think it is one of those things where, like, sure you know there's like the living estate that could say yeah that's fine they would want their likeness but there is the question of like well they still can't necessarily consent so you know it's 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 one thing when it's like so gary frank draws superman in the comics like christopher reeve that's that's different because it's you know it's artist interpretation like it's using their likeness sure but it's not like parading them around like that does feel more like an homage and i do think part of why the CGI is so wonky in this movie, specifically when they go into the Speed Force, when they make everyone look like a PlayStation 3 cutscene. I guess it is to sort of make it so it's like, okay, yeah, this is more of an artistic rendering of, you know, Christopher Reeve or George Reeves or whoever. Like, I I, I see what they're going for. It still looks weird. Um, I will say the George Reeves one is the one that actually bothered me. The Christopher Reeve one, I'm like, eh. This bothers me, sure, from an ethical standpoint, but also we did just have Brandon Routh come back. Like, he's alive, you know? Like, we could do whatever. Um, And the Adam West one, that's barely a a glimpse, which with the Adam West one, you don't even really see Adam West, and it is just the use of, like, archival voice footage. So I don't necessarily know how sticky and weird that one feels, but... And this is not me trying to speak for Adam West, because obviously I didn't know him, I'm not part of his family. But this dude was a big fan of still being Batman. Like, to the point where he voiced himself in Lego Batman 2 superheroes or whatever. So Yeah, and also, like, uh, he came back for the uh, Batman Return to the Cape Crusaders literally a year before he died. So yeah, he was... so it's like, eh, I, I don't know him, I'm not gonna say that. this is what he would have wanted i I wouldn't dare to speak for him but i would say of all the people that were dead and had the cameos i could see him being the most like yeah fucking put me in chief the nick cage cameo was great love that love nick cage superman uh (laughs) in general though if we're gonna have all these flash cameo or cameos in the flash movie like come on guys we should have had more flash characters like that's i mean uh, ethics aside like just as a nerd this that's what bothered me the most with the cameos 
even if it's like, sure, you don't want to have Grant Gustin in, which weird because Ezra Miller showed up in the Grant Gustin show, whatever. Like, come on, John Wesley Ship, like this yeah, guy's been in like, everything. You know, yeah, let it's him like, be. The in dude this. loves to. The dude loves to like cameo as Jay Garrick or just be his Flash. It's like he could have been his Barry. You have some random like AI created Jay Garrick, not based on Teddy Sears, not the John Wesley Ship, like in in the dome in the the George Reeves world, like, what's the, why not just have John Wesley ship? Like, you're telling me he wouldn't do it? Bullshit. You could have had, you know, uh, the, 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 it, what's his name? Uh, Cal Gallner as Impulse from Smallville. That would have been a thing. Yeah. You know, you could have had freaking, um, what's his face? Who plays Wally on the CW? Uh, oh, uh, what's his name? Keenan Lionsdale. Like, they, yeah. you could have had them. Uh, you could have had Michael Rosenbaum. The Jesse Quit. You could have had Jesse Quit. You could have had any number of actual Flash-related characters in in a Flash movie. That would have been great. But instead, we got a bunch of Supermen, um, which were fun, sure. But you leave them in, but then you say, well, we just didn't have time for Grant Gustin in the story. Like, really? I don't know. That's just, that's, that's some, that's some tomfoolery to me. That's some tomfoolery. And also, yeah. Like, come on, come on! You couldn't, you couldn't have just, kind of just snuck in John Wesley Shep. Come on, come on, y'all! Or, 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 like, could we have a little bit of Tom Cavanaugh? Just a little bit of Tom Cavanaugh. Just a little bit, you know? I don't know. So the cameos, like, yeah, it's weird from an ethical sense, but it's also just weird from the sense of you're making a Flash movie and you have three different Superman cameos, which you know. I guess that's kind of a step in in a direction, seeing as how, what, five years ago, it would have just been all Batman cameos, and we wouldn't have even acknowledged Superman, which is what they were trying to do uh, after they kicked Henry Cavill to the curb. So I guess that's progress in a certain direction, if you like Superman, like us. Yeah, I guess. I still, I still would have liked his cameo, though. Yeah, would have been much better if it was all Flash cameos. And then, or I saw someone else talk about this, uh, like the Nick Cage cameo, great. We loved it. It's fun. More cameos should be like that, where it's just this random ass actor that almost played this person and it didn't work out. You know, yeah. Like, cause that's just fun. A for the fans who knew this was a thing that failed. It's like, oh, they did get it. It's fun for the actors. Like, they get that chance to do it. And it's also just funny for the audience because the audience is like, is that fucking Nick Cage a Superman? What? Like, you know, <laughs> it would have been fun. So yeah. I don't know. It's like I like like I like how the Nick Cage Superman has just become a good joke around the creators community. It's like okay, let's see where we can put Nick Cage as Superman. It's like the Teen Titans Go movie had him as Superman. It's like then it's like he had he basically has small cameos and stuff. I just love that. Yeah, it's like you know what? It's just become a bit for him at this point, and we love that for him. We love Nick Cage uh, here at Nerd Talk Movies, and we want the best for him. And I'm glad that he's finally getting to play Superman since he liked the character so much that he named his son you know, Cal. So shout out to old Nikki Cage. Um, and Cal Cage. And Cal Cage. Uh, actually, I don't know if his son's last name is also Cage. I think it's a, cause Cage was his stage name that he picked. Uh, it gets confusing to me because I know Stan, cause Stan Lee took up his stage name as his real name. Yeah. So it's like, what's the estate? And, and we're not here to talk about the the you know logistics of legally changing your name but either way could have been different cameos so i'll be honest i don't have the energy to go through the whole plot i don't want to do all that it's a pretty brisk movie if you read flashpoint or you know anything about flashpoint you've seen the animated movie you've seen the the you know cw version. yeah you, you know honestly i you think know we just should discuss our favorite and least yeah. favorite moments we just go to go the moments and, and then have that be that because it's it's a pretty straightforward uh straightforward plot so what are some of your favorite and least favorite moments drew uh might be i be bad to say but my least favorite my least favorite moment is the opening scene where he's like moving around moving around and trying to um ca- um catch people and go to the hospital and stuff it's, really it's i love more, that scene that was fucking great it's more it, it's like i actually like it around it. it's more of the baby collection scene just uh, because that, the cgi takes funny. <laughs> the, the cgi just takes me out of it well also that that's fair. i don't like the suit 
Okay, yeah, we'll we'll talk. We'll, let's talk more about this in a second. Just real quick with the CGI. The CGI babies while he was running in speed mode, that was fine to me. When the baby is still in the microwave and it's CGI, that was weird. Which, you, I guess you can't really put a real baby in a microwave even just for a five seconds for a bit. But that's when it, it really threw me off. But yeah, let's talk about the suit. Because in some moments, I'm like, okay, the suit looks good. In other moments, like, this looks like he's wearing a red condom. Like, yeah. it's just not, it's, 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 it's weird. It's a strange texture. The boots are ugly. I was going to put, just, mm-hmm. just give them gold boots. Just, it's simple. Like, the here, and, and I'm, I'm also going to throw a little bit of shade at the CW Flash for some of their seasons, you know, towards the end there. It's like, all right, you got a decent new 52 version of the Flash. But Barry Allen's original suit is so simple and so perfect and iconic i don't get why we can't just do it right like we it's it's just guy wearing red it's just red with the cowl he's got gold boots and little wings on his ears yeah or lightning bolts either one yeah or lightning bolt well wally's more the i prefer this save the lightning bolts for wally you know let barry have little wings Uh, that's i feel like it's a good way to help differentiate him you know I, but guess, I guess I'm, point being, I'm, I, I'm one of the weird people who prefers Wally New 52 just gives it feels like it gives him more personality. Oh, you like his, but, his, like his burgundy, like kid flash looking suit. Yeah. I like it. I like it when the hair is exposed. It's like, That's it feels like it's an homage to his kid flash time, but also like he's coming to his own as a flash. And it's just, it's just, I just love how it feels more expressive and feels way more Wally. See, meanwhile, I'm, his current suit, the one that he got right before the new 52, and then they brought it back just now when he came flashing, that's my favorite Wally. I'm like, this is this is maybe a little bit darker, uh, like, you know, because there are some versions where it's like drawn burgundy, but either way, we're not talking about Wally's suit, we're talking about Barry's suit. The suit in this, though, yeah. it's especially weird around the shoulders and neck, because if you look at the behind-the-scenes stuff, like, the it's similar to the cowl for Barry in um season I guess season five when he had the weird helmet that no one liked uh yeah. on the flash and it's also similar to Captain America's helmet in the Avengers where it's like it's a helmet but then it's attached by fabric. That's how it is behind the scenes and it's clear that they CGI'd that out in the movie and it just doesn't always look right. It it also like I get I don't know what it is, but the Tron lines aren't working for me here. Maybe it's how they're like made on the suit in this one, mm-hmm. but it's and it's like normally I would like that because it shows like his electricity, the speed force running through them, and that's that's pretty cool. But then it's like it just doesn't look right on this version. Yeah, it, it, I think it's it's all it's too many lines. First of all, and I think part of what makes the lines look so cool for movement in the comics is they are more angular and more like lightning bolts e these they're just very like i mean they look almost organic you know it, it looks almost like a basketball texture or something like not the basketball yeah. is organic but like you know the rounded curves and and whatnot like the rounded lines yeah. instead of just the jagged like oh he's moving like this is he's moving like lightning it just it's it's an odd suit it's not it's not it's not the best it's not the worst but it's not awesome like if if we're giving it if we're ranking it you know on a scale of one to ten I'm giving it like a I'm giving it like a six point five and and mine is a solid six I'm giving it the point five just because I will say I like how bright they made the red I'll give them that like they didn't like try to yeah. move it down like early season his original costume yeah it's like okay like I I like how bright it is not the gold's not bright enough but. That's a different thing. But anyway, back to favorite and least favorite moments. Okay, so like I said, the uh, ba- the uh, CGI babies are probably like my least favorite moment. Favorite moment when Kara first gets into the sun. I like the show of her regeneration, which by the way, I That's like cool. the sh- yeah, I like the regeneration in this one where it's like they slowly regenerate and stuff. Don't like the tooth knockout. That felt weird to me. It was uh, it felt it was random. Like I was like I don't know where that came from. It made me chuckle, but like I was like that's, that's weird. Yeah, uh, like Godfather Alfred, you know he always steals the show. In he's my always opinion. he's always there. He's always waiting in the wings. 
Yeah, I also love how he just enjoys being the man in the chair for the Justice League mm-hmm. and stuff. And he's like just dicking around with uh Barry on the phone. It's like that. It's like I don't know why, but Alfred always hits. And it's like having Alfred. Um, we talk about standout performances, and I I know it's like he's not in the movie for long. I wonder how much he got paid just for and how long he was shooting because that's what like two hours. You know? Two hours at two hours at most, but um, like that was light work for for Jeremy Irons. Yeah, Jeremy Jeremy Irons is a he's just so good in the role. Good God, he's I think he's one of my favorite Alfred Pennyworth. He's a, he's great. He's fantastic. Yeah. Um. Also, also favorite is Kara taking Barry up into the sky and the lightning, um, striking. It's like they don't even need to like animate the lightning. It's like I love that it's just a bright shine of light. It's and it's it's kind of like this uh mythical moment and everything. It's like when we talk. It's like as comic fans, Tristan, when we talk about like the flashes, it's like Barry is the scientific head of the Speed Force and um. Then you have a. Uh, Wally, who is more of the, I, I'm gonna it's more say of an religious. Innate, well, yeah, it's, it's wait, well, if we're going full of religious, more Max Mercury. Wally, it's more of like a, a an innate connection, like just uh oh, like you know, he just knows it, like it, it's almost instinctual, I guess, more than scientific. Yeah, either it's like either in, it's like either instinctual or the Speed Force fears him. Which my little crack theory is that because Barry wants Wally to succeed in every way he failed. It's like, even being a faster Flash, I feel like the Speed Force favors him because of that. Mm-hmm. So that, it's my my little crack theory, just because they, it, just because Barry's supposed to be the origin and really embodiment of the Speed Force. So, just wanted to, just my little crack theory. But, oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. But it's like, I love, it's like, I love that, those seeds, I like Michael Keaton, I like Michael Keaton, uh, connecting with Barry over the fact that, hey, it's like, I know you like stopped being a superhero, Batman's no longer needed everything, but right now you're needed, the aliens are coming and stuff. And I also like the, uh, like, I, w- I kept wondering how they were going to show that young Barry was the Dark Flash and everything, which uh, originally I just said, oh, that's re- that's like either like Reverse Flash or like the Black Flash or something like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was called Dark Flash until I saw the credits. But um, I was, like, wondering, how are they going to show this? And it's like, oh, the Kryptonian ships keep exploding, and he keeps getting them stuck in him. It's like, that's got to hurt, man. Yeah. And it also <laughs> yeah, looked very, like, I saw, you see the merchandise before the movie comes out, and you're like, wow, that Dark Flash looks dumb. It does look better in the movie, but the process of seeing, like, how he physically is turned into the Dark Flash does make it look cooler by the end, I think. Yeah. Like, gives it gives it that cool factor. Yeah. But, uh but yeah, uh, I think my final favorite moment that I'll talk about is when the two flashes are able to channel their lightning together. Mm-hmm. It's like that's re- it's like that's pretty cool. It's like you see like Barry's trying to teach his younger self how to utilize the speed force and everything. It's like, "Hey," and it's like, "Oh, let me palpatine this guy." And it's like and it's, it's just it's just it's just great. It, it's like it's that personality that you feel like is coming out. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Uh, on a similar note, I think a lot of my favorite moments are whenever Barry's trying to teach his younger self about his powers. Um, I think being able, I mean, aside from it usually being pretty funny and that just being entertaining, entertaining in and of itself, I think getting to see the Barry that we've known for the last few years dealing with his younger self and kind of almost directly addressing a lot of the criticisms people have had with this interpretation of the Flash lends itself to a, an interesting bit of character development that I wasn't expecting to see. So, you know, that that gives it some extra points for me. Um, otherwise, I really like the opening. Um, I like it's like, okay, it's just the Justice League doing what the Justice League does. Like, you get the idea. That's like, yeah, they are a team. Like, they have been at this for a while because years have passed since Zack Snyder's Justice League. Like they, And also, this movie doesn't make Zack Snyder's Justice League canon. Like, we didn't talk about that, but... Zack Snyder's Justice League canon to the DCEU. So, suck on that. Is it? Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. A, because when Iris is like, oh yeah, like I I could swear we saw each other a few years ago. Oh yeah, 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 that was Zack Snyder. And B, when Barry is telling uh, 
Ben Affleck Batman about like, yeah, I went back in time. He's like, oh, you mean like in Russia? He didn't go back in time in the theatrical. In the Justice League, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and. In the little Chrono Bowl, when he's going back in time and you see like bits, you know, from the Justice League movie where he's fighting, you know, Henry Cavill Superman and whatnot. The way Aquaman point, there's a shot in there of Aquaman angrily pointing at him. That shot was only in the Snyder Cut. So, Snyder Cut's canon. Suck on that, haters. Uh, so, anyway, favorite moments. Yeah, I like that. It's like the Justice League, they're just they're just a thing now. They're just doing what they do. I like that they actually are called the Justice League because I was worried that, you know, we never, are, we never hear them referred to that or referred to as the Justice League in either cut of Justice League, which, you know, makes sense. It's not like they were around the public. But I didn't know if it was going to be one of those things where it's just like, oh, yeah, they're just called, like, the league or the team or whatever, you know, like how they ended up doing on the CW and shit like that. So what was nice, it's like, yeah, we're the Justice League. I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah, you are. Like, get after it. Um, I really like the, just any any scene that they uh, Barry gets to have with his mom as an adult, I think is uh, really well done. I love the bit where Barry is arguing with Barry and... Barry's roommates. How many times can I say Barry? When they're arguing about um who's the when star. Flash is arguing of, with Barry's man. Yeah, when they're arguing about who's the star of Back to the Future. And then it's like, oh, uh, Eric Stoltz. It's like, no, it should be, you know, uh, shit. Michael J. Fox. It's like, oh, you mean from Top Gun? It's like, no, that's Kevin Bacon. It's like, oh, you mean, uh, <laughs> it's just like when it just keeps going in a, in a circle like that. I'm like, oh, this is, this is, this is fun. This is funny. Um, so yeah. That's that's good. Uh, if the cam, I like the ending um, where younger Barry sacrifices himself. Uh, even if I don't like necessarily all the cameos, but I think that's a good scene. Um, and I do like the the final. I do like the final fight. It looks kind of wonky, but you know, I, I especially like um, when Supergirl's facing down Zod. Like, what did you do? Like, I'm like, oh shit! Like, she's got some emotion. That was the scene where I'm like, damn, get her back for for the solo movie. And yeah. then just everything Michael Keaton Batman does. I'm on board. I'm a fan. Like, that's that's the Batman I grew up with. Uh, so it, it was nice to see him back. But yeah, least favorite moments, the cameos um, at the end. If, if they were just done a little bit differently, if they had actual Flash people, um, that would have been cool. Uh, is there anything that I... I'm trying to think, is there anything that I actively was like, I don't like this as I'm sitting there. Aside from Kim's like, mm, this is wonky. I don't know. Like it was, you know, like I said, it's not like this was the greatest movie ever, but it's like, it was, it was solid. It was entertaining. It was entertaining enough that aside from the cameos, nothing really popped up. That was like, man, I don't like this. You know what I mean? Which is like, oh yeah. yeah. Like I'm just enjoying and this is a fine, you know, two, two and a half hours. Like, great, cool, whatever. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's a it's not a bad way to spend an afternoon. So I don't know if I can think of any more like actually egregious least favorite moments than, you know, the, the, the use of the CGI cameos. So, yeah, well, I guess, I guess it's time for us to give our final thoughts on the flash. Then we'll run back into the speed force. So drew now that it's finally come out, now that we finally seen it, now that we can finally stop talking about it, you know, like we've been doing for the last Entire time that you and I have known each other, at the very least. Uh, mm-hmm. How you feel about the Flash movie? What are your final thoughts? I feel like it's okay. It's okay. Like I said, it's not really breaking. It's not really breaking anything for me. But it's like it's a fun movie. If it if it's on on television, I'll watch it. And I feel like while it wasn't really worth the wait, just because it's like it was way too long for this movie. It is still something that you can say you enjoy. It's not the worst movie. I don't get why people keep saying it's the worst movie. It's not. If you if you just want to hate on Ezra Miller, hate on Ezra Miller. It's like, don't like discount everyone else's hard work in this. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's just a fine movie. Uh, if When The Flash comes back and James Gunn, don't use the suit. Please use something else. Or just bring, bring in Wally. You know, just make a Wally movie. Uh, yeah, no, I'm in, I'm in the same boat. Like I said, I think it's a solid movie. Um, I, you know, I think it was kind of worth the wait. I enjoyed it. You know, it, it's, it's at the very least it's worth the wait. Cause now I feel relieved that we don't have to deal with this anymore. Really? 
you know? Yeah. Just like, okay, like let's just get to the new DCU now. Like, I mean, it's a little bit confusing because it's like, is Aquaman in the DCU? Is it Aquaman DCU? Whatever. We know Blue Beetle's going to be DCU, but it's like, is this currently really the end of the DCU? So I don't know. Well, apparently Jason Momoa might, won't be Aquaman. He will be Lobo. Well, that's the thing. He'll be Lobo, but it's like, it, it is, I don't know. Cause they've all like, it seems like, yeah, it seems like he's going to be Lobo, but then there are also the rumors of like, well, you know, the Aquaman sequel, depending on how it does, it could also be in the DC. So it's just like, what are we, what are we doing? Here, what are we no doing? wonder people. No wonder I keep hearing people call the Flash the Swan Song of the DCU. Yeah, like it's just, it's just, it's just confusing. Honestly, in truth, I wish James Gunn would say no, just say no. It's like we don't need, we don't need this extra stuff. We don't need to bring it, bring in too much from the DCEU. Go with an original vision because it was already confusing enough dealing with Justice League and the Snyder Cut as it was. I mean, we can say a lot of things about James Gunn, but we can't say he doesn't have an original vision. I'll, I'll give him that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, final thoughts. I enjoyed the movie. I'll buy it on Blu-ray. Um, if you like The Flash, if you like the DCU, go see it. Like, you know, it's it's a, it's a fine enough time. If you don't feel, you know, comfortable ethically because of A, Ezra Miller, and B, all the wonky CGI stuff, that's also valid. Like, it's, you know, it's you, you gotta pick your pick your poison but i personally enjoyed it and i'll be buying it on on blu-ray not the flash movie i would have made you know if i were in charge but it's a movie that exists and for all well, let's the... be honest tristan if you and i were in charge of anything in the dc we'd be bringing in a lot of the crazy stuff yeah, blue would superman would be different. a thing it would be a lot aquaman would have a hook and you know it'd, it'd be a whole thing but either way it's a movie that exists and i'm impressed it exists for all the production issues that it went through so there you go but Let's wrap things up. Drew, what are you working on and where can people find you? Currently, I am just working on this podcast and uh, Long Box Hunters with you, Tristan. So that is, that right. is all you're, yeah, that's all you're going to be getting from me for now. Okay, okay. But you can still follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Drew Garrison underscore. So, everyone, you know. Everyone give this young king a follow. And when you're done following him, you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at BackIssueBenz. Like Drew, I'm also on this podcast. And more importantly, we're on the, the upcoming Longbox Hunters. That's right, everybody. At the time that this is being recorded, Longbox Hunters is set to premiere next week. So you better strap in because you're going to hear a lot of a lot of nerdery. As, as if this wasn't nerdy enough, me and Drew are going full tilt in Longbox Hunters, guys. We're, we're, un, we're un, untethered. We're uncontained. There's no one there to tell us, you know, to stop going on tangents. We are the tangent. Um, but I'm also still writing over at Screen Rant, so please, please, please go check out some of my work over there. Uh, you can find links to my author page just on all my socials. I get paid per view, and I need money so help a brother out but speaking of money if you guys ever want to kick a couple of bucks our way you can join the nerds talk movies nerd stash i should say patreon uh that's right we finally have a patreon set up now there is no real content wall behind the patreon like it's not like you have to pay a dollar to listen to our shows or anything we want to make sure we're bringing you guys the best content we can uh for free but if you ever want to show, you know, a little bit of gratitude, just be like, hey, you know, thanks for keeping me entertained for an hour or five while we're running our damn mouths. You know, you, you'll also get some cool behind the scenes bonuses. You'll get to participate in polls like, hey, what are we going to cover on this episode? You know, what are, what are the theme of next month going to be? Just a lot of fun opportunities for community engagement that you should definitely give a gander and if you want to engage with the community then you can definitely hop into the nerd stash network discord where we got tons of nerds from all over talking about all sorts of nerdy things comics games movies all that jazz it's a fun time the links for both the patreon and the discord will be in the description of this episode and when you're done looking through that description consider giving us a rating you know we we like to we like to think we're doing a good job, but you know it helps out the algorithm if you go in there and you give us the little five stars, give us the four stars. I don't want to hear if you're giving us anything less than that. I just won't acknowledge it, but I'd appreciate it if you give us the 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 highest scores. But I think that is about uh. 
think that's about it, Drew. You got anything you want to say before we, we, we journey back into the Speed Force? Flash fact. Nerd Talk Movies and Long Buttons Hunters are some of the best podcasts you'll ever, you'll ever hear. That is a flash fact. That is a flash fact, and I can't think of any better way to end things there. So we will see y'all next week.